What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops here with you today on a very special episode, and that is because your favorite basketball part podcast is partnering with Win Streaks. Win Streaks is a very fun, free to play sports app where you pick your favorite teams to win from the NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football. It's 100% free, like I said. You pick five games per day on the app. All the players that are on the app can win cash prizes depending on how well your picks go. Contest runs every week from Monday to Sunday on the app. Again, there is no deposits ever. It is 100% free to play. You can even refer your friends and win an additional 50% of what they win. And all you have to do is go there today, use the code HHH when you sign up and start winning your cash prizes. It's a bunch of fun. The three of us are on the app. You get to pick your favorite teams. You can fade your friends if they you don't like their picks. And a little a little extra bonus with win streaks and happy hour hoops. We are doing a bit of a giveaway Ooh. for the start of our partnership. If you use the code HHH when signing up for win streaks, follow happy hour hoops on X and follow win streaks app on X dot com as well you will be entered to win a 50 dollar game time gift card i know that was a mouthful but stay with us win streaks is the name it's a blast 100 free to play i really want to emphasize that pick the games that we know you're already watching every night five picks a night and go up against everyone else who's using the app with a chance to win up to two thousand dollars um, is the biggest prize every week. And, you know, you're a couple of clicks away from be- being involved in that. So it's a no-brainer, guys. Win Streaks is the best. I know you guys downloaded the app recently. We've been making our picks. We've been talking about our picks with each other. It's uh, it's a great thing to be a part of. Oh, yeah. Super user-friendly. Super easy app to use. The sports are listed right there. You click your games. You get more points. If you're taking your own teams that you think might upset, like last night, Donnie. Last night, I was like, you know what? Basketball hasn't been going too well for me. Let's go NHL. Let's go NHL. My San Jose Sharks that were at the bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel, beat the Winnipeg Jets last night, got some points there, added it to the, you know, the little weekly point count. I'm a day I'm a day behind. It's all right. We can catch up. But, yeah, see, see if you guys can beat us, if anything. Triple H, it's easy. HHH, promo code. And, you know, see see if you can see if you can beat Steve with the underdogs. Because I'll tell you what, across all the sports, you know. You know nobody's dogs bark like mine, Duddy. <laughs> I do know that. That is facts. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a killer week to start uh, on my win streak app. I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting racking up those wins, looking for those value picks with the points as, uh, as we talked about earlier. So it's, it's been fun. It's been, a, it's been a fun ride. I'm excited to compete guys every week and excited to compete against the people every week. And we're going to keep this thing rolling. Yeah. So before, before we get into the show, I just want to reiterate one more time, 
Uh, use the code HHH when you sign up for win streaks. 100% free. NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, college basketball. And then to for that game time gift card, guys, follow Happy Hour Hoops, follow Win Streaks on X.com, and then use our code HHH when you sign up. Win Streaks, guy, it's uh, it's it's the next big sports app, I'm telling you. And we're we're happy, we're happy to be partnering with them. And Absolutely. the news and notes. Absolutely. Will be brought to you by Win Streaks as well, guys. And Steve. I, I know we got to talk about this guy first, man. I know we got it. He's at the top of the docket. He's been wearing a headband. He's your favorite player. So get it. Get into Luka Doncic for us. No Kyrie lately. Kind of no problem. He's, he's he's doing the Luka magic again. Yeah, real quick. Real quick, though. Real quick. Just shout out Pat Bev. <laughs> before I talk, just give me one, just give me one second. It is happy hour hoops. Give, give yeah. yeah, just give me one second. All right. All right, so let's talk about headband Luka Doncic. Let's, let's talk about headband Luka Doncic, who has been on an absolute tear since he put on the headband for some reason. You're right, the Mavs don't make the playing tournament. Kyrie gets hurt. Headband Luka comes to play after the playing tournament. Mavs haven't lost since, and they got some nice quality wins, right, including the Los Angeles Lakers in, in, a, in a big game last night where Luka, once again, I mean, video game-like numbers, guys. 33 points, six rebounds, 17 assists. Currently, Luka is second in NBA MVP odds behind Nikola Jokic. The Mavs are third in the Western Conference, which is exceeding my expectations. You know, I thought the Mavs were going to be a little bit better this year. I talked about how I thought the role players felt like a better fit than the previous couple of years. I didn't really imagine the Mavs playing the way they are right now. Like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr., moving to like a six-man rule off the bench has been unbelievable. He had 32 points last night. Grant Williams has been phenomenal for the Mavs this year. That's just kind of that glue guy you need in your starting lineups, can make threes, can play good defense. And then you got Luka playing like Luka MVP season. And you take you take a look at what he's doing this year. Every number is kind of increasing, right? Highest three-point percentage of his career, best free throw percentage of his career. His points are right around like his career at 32 a game. He's got a career high in assists per game right now, 8.9. The shooting splits across the board have all really kind of increased and it's just it's it's fun to watch, man. Because I I say it right. You can you can read a box score all you want. You can look at these guys' stats and be like, yeah, you had a good game. But man, if you watch that game last night between the Lakers and Mavs, I mean, some of the passes Luca was making. He he first had the step back three over Anthony Davis and LeBron James, where it's like I don't know how a guy gets so much space playing at the pace Luca does with the slow kind of turn, but he does. He just gets so much space and he shoots over anyone. But the one pass he made, and I know you guys know which play I'm talking about, where he drives into the lane, and it is just a blind pass. He's he's probably got a layup if he wants it, and just with his left hand, just blind pass, wide open three. I believe it was to Dante Exum, who's also been playing phenomenal for the match so far. He's, was... he's stepped, he stepped up, too, for the past couple weeks, it feels like, and it's just I'm going to temper my expectations. I, I know I, I told talk to you guys a little bit, little bit last night, I was like, hey, like, I feel like this might be the MVP year for Luke. I'm feeling really good about yeah. it, just the way he's playing, his maturity, everything. And then Micah has to drop a bomb on me and go, he goes, I might have the maps coming out of the West. I'm not, and I'm right now. I gotta, I gotta calm down because I won't be yeah. able, I won't be able to talk about anything else in this show if we get there. But 
I'll be honest with you guys, and I think this is like no bias involved in it. I think this is the best Mavs have looked since they drafted Luca as a team around him. I I truly oh, yeah. believe that. Lively's been fantastic. So. Hardaway, we talk about could be six man of the year with his role coming off the bench. Grant Williams has been fantastic. We talked about Exum. Kyrie, when healthy, has been great. And I really think the chemistry this offseason has really helped. I think Kyrie and Luca know how to play together. They really didn't know how to play with each other last year. And, man, it just feels like they got the perfect role players in, in the right spots. And it's just now I got to cross my fingers, stay healthy, because I'll tell you what, like you start putting a talented team around Luca, he, he can he can take this team to places. And the one thing I love about Luca is he will not back down from any challenge. You saw in the Lakers game, did not matter who was guarding him. You've seen we've seen it in previous years, big spots. But, man, I'm excited. Cole Anthony, six man of the year. I, I, you know what? JBC, I usually hate on JBC's comments. I I respect that pick, yeah. but I I'm still going with Tim Hardaway because the bench scoring he has given the Mavs that just jump off the bench and and like it's quote unquote six man of the year because he's still playing like 35 minutes a night. It's like you know it's the classic guy doesn't start and then he plays all the important minutes from the second quarter on. But yeah, the, the no, hype I is think... there. Hype is there for Luke and the Mavs. I think it's important we bring up the Mavs as a whole too. So I'm glad we yeah. we had that in the news and notes because you talk about surprising. That is what the Mavs are doing. I feel like the the type of wins they're getting and how well Luke is playing is still somehow surprising to us. But it is, and it's unfortunate. But I feel like the Mavs have gone overshadowed a little bit by the Thunder yeah. and the Timberwolves because Absolutely. obviously more surprising from those two teams to be at the top of the West. But also two teams that we, you know, kind of hinted at had a chance to be there. Yeah. Um, and here they are, the T-Wolves one seed, Thunder two seed, Mavs right behind them at the three seed currently in the Western Conference. So, yeah, it, it's important that we bring up the Mavericks. Luca, since he's put on the headband, has been just a torching, scorched earth, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, that that shot over AD and LeBron last night, that's, that's probably already a, a framed – image in his home um and maybe you know at his other houses as well because that is <laughs> that that was just a that as a still image him hitting that shot was yep. incredible and um yeah i mean just massive win for the mavs mavs have been on a tear lately and you're right you know they're doing this without Kyrie irving who was playing extremely well himself um yep. when he was healthy so shout out the mavericks and we have other news here with Mitchell Robinson. This is tough, man. I believe this happened at um, at the TD Garden last Friday night. Celtics Knicks. Mitchell Robinson out eight to ten weeks. Um, it just it sucks. A guy who's been playing pretty well this year seemed to have a bit of resurgence. Kind of seemed to mend whatever was wrong with the New York Knicks or between the New York Knicks and himself. Um, seem to to be on a good run, and you know the Knicks just can't catch a break here. They had RJ Barrett start the season hot. He's kind of cooled off a ton. Yeah, we're getting the comment here. Taj Gibson season right before don't hate the league, bro. What's <laughs> happening? Right before we hopped on, yeah, or a few hours before we hopped on, the the New York Knicks signed and brought back Taj Gibson. Uh, to fill that void of them losing a big man. I, you know, I don't, I feel like I said this like three years ago. I don't know how much Taj Gibbs can give to a team and he's, he's still getting signed. So um, 
that's something. But I do, I do honestly feel bad for the Knicks and Knicks fans. That's yeah. that's a tough blow to lose a guy like Mitchell Robinson. Knicks were playing pretty well this year too. They, they, yeah. they were they were pretty they were exceeding my expectations so far this year. Like you said, RJ Barrett kind of took a step. Randall was starting off kind of cold. He's picked it up as of late, and Brunson's been very good. But like this is Robinson was a big piece for them. And it's like, it's one of those guys, right? You don't realize when you take a guy out of the lineup because no one really talks about Mitchell Robinson taking over a game, right? He never, he never really does. But to have that kind of guy there at body in the paint to play defense when you need to play big against certain opponents, he's there. He can block a lot of shots. He gets a lot of rebounds. And it's just, you you lose that from the rotation. It can kind of almost throw everything off, right? Because then certain guys are playing extra minutes. Then it's harder to play big in certain situations when you're playing small ball and you're like, we're playing these guys 40 plus minutes now you're not getting everyone to rest and obviously it's Thibs like these guys would play 48 minutes and he wouldn't blink an eye but yeah it's just one you of those his things comments where... about Brunson <laughs> no what do you say Brunson tweaked his ankle in that same uh Celtics Knicks game last Friday and there was like I think they were down seven or eight with like 40 seconds left and Brunson was still in the game when it happened and they asked Tibbs if he had any regrets about leaving Brunson in the game, and he just goes, no. <laughs> that's the most Tibbs answer ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, you know, I'm not – obviously, I'm, I'm not trying to say that to blame Mitchell Robinson's injury right. on Tibbs, but it is – that's that is his culture. You know, he's yeah. he's got to coach how he wants to coach, and the fans, referees, and everyone in between, and the players better be okay with that because – it's probably not changing anytime soon. Um, tough blow for the Knicks, like we mentioned. Kind of the opposite fate here for the Memphis Grizzlies, who are could not be more at the bottom of the barrel in the NBA right yeah. now. John Morant should be returning in just two games now for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he tweeted a couple days ago. I forget what it was, like eight days, four games. It's now two games. <laughs> until he returns for the Grizzlies and boy, do they need it because they outside of Jaron Jackson having a few splash games this year, they look and Desmond Bain shout out Desmond Bain. He had mm -hmm. a high 40 point game a couple of weeks ago, but you know, the Grizzlies are, are, are real bad and they've never needed John Moore. Yeah. I mean, they're six games back of the final playing spot already. This is a team that like they didn't, they just don't have, didn't feel like they have a spark at all. And obviously, you know, you, you don't have your superstar in John Morant, but I'll, I'll tell you what now, right now, guys, like I'm, I'm looking at the Western conference. I'm looking at how it's shaping up right now with the teams in it. I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies made a little bit of a run and got close. I think John Morant, he's, he's an emotional player and he's one of those guys where, Every a lot has happened in the past couple of years, obviously, um, off court. And I think he's the type of guy that's like, you know what, like when everyone's doubting me, that's when I'm at his best. And this is, I think we could be seeing Ja put up like 40 points a night because he knows that the only way to get this Grizzlies team, it's no longer like last year where it's like, oh, they, they're winning without Ja. Do they really need Ja Morant? This is a team that's like, Dead, dead in the water without John Morant so far this year. And that I think almost kind of benefits the Grizzlies a little bit because mm -hmm. you're going to get that type of guy in John Morant where we'll see now it could all blow up and he could have another off court issue, but you, you, we, we could see a type of guy, which I think he is, will be hyper-focused on basketball and hyper-focused on getting this team, you know, back into like 
contention of a playoff spot. And I really do think that's going to be, uh, you know, no, no, no pun intended, but I think that's really going to be you like, Ja is going to be like that, you know, kind of burst they need that kind of, that kind of shot into the Grizzlies where it's like, they need this type of player to, to lead this team. And I think it might've been different if like the Grizzlies were like 14 and 10 or they're right on the bubble there. And it's like, all right, Ja comes back. No, John needs to come back and he needs to be that guy. We thought he was a couple years ago of an emerging superstar and one of the most, you know, dominant ISO ball players in, in basketball. Yeah, it's wild that the narrative last yeah, year right. was like, oh, this team is still so good without Ja. And now, like, mm-hmm. they need him desperately. So, yeah, it's going to be a yeah. welcome return. And just welcome to see him on the court. Like, I'm excited to see Ja back out there. If he has something to prove and comes out motivated, like, he could, it could be a special run for him for this, uh, what, second, third of the season or the, yeah. you know, whatever the, the uh, amount. He's out 25 games, I think. Yeah, he's still so, out for uh, 55, yeah. right? 55. And hopefully he plays games. most of them, you know? Like, hopefully yeah. he's out there because they really need it. They need so, uh, it. yeah, it's going to be welcome to see Job back on the floor and just uh, on lead pass, too. I just can't wait to see, like, the first, like, Thunder Grizzlies or Spurs uh, Grizzlies game where Jazz like, I will dunk over chat or I will try to dunk over one. Yeah. And he just goes right at him because I'll tell you what, either way, we're going to get one of the most memorable posters uh, of the NBA season. So I'm, I'm excited to watch him play basketball again. I really am because I think it, it is desperation mode for the Grizzlies. So we're going to see Ja going nuts. He has no other option. All right. Well, uh, let's keep it rolling here from Ja. And we had a big, uh, we had the most watched NBA regular season game, even though it wasn't technically a regular season game because it does not count towards the regular season record. On Saturday night, the Lakers won the NBA Cup, the in season tournament. They're raising a banner in five days uh, on December 18th. It was a great Amazing. game Saturday night. It was a great game. It was Anthony Davis' special game. 44 21, I believe it was. Just was all over the floor. Um, the Pacers made a good run at the end there. Thought that they were going to cut. They did close the gap a little bit, but the Lakers were just too much. LeBron, too much in these one game scenarios. We saw his performance against the Pelicans uh, last Thursday. We didn't even talk to you about the semifinals, but we were like, man, they're picking against LeBron for one game <laughs> scenario is going to be hard. That Thursday exactly. night, crazy. And then going to Saturday night, it was a great game. And so, I'm, I'm not surprised if the Lakers won because they felt like a team that just were going to want it more the whole time. They looked, yeah. they looked more impressive in the in-season tournament round-robin games than they have in, like, regular season games. Um, they clearly, LeBron even mentioned, like, I've put it upon my shoulders to kind of take this seriously and make it, like, a big deal for our team, for our franchise, for the league and everything else. So... How did you feel about the tournament as a whole, Steve, and just the game on Saturday night, seeing the Lakers take the first NBA Cup? I, I thought the tournament as a whole was awesome because, like I said, single elimination NBA games just felt a little different to me. They just felt a little more meaningful. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, Lakers taking the cup. I, I don't like I don't like to brag. I don't like to, admit, you know, talk mm-hmm. about, oh, Steve was right. But if you remember, you know, a couple weeks ago, we're going through the in-season predictions. I said, Lakers over Pacers. LeBron's winning this for the legacy. He wants, he's going to have, he's going to have everybody up. He's going to want to be, you know, the first one to win the in-season tournament. And sure enough, what we see, Anthony Davis probably had 
the best game of his season so far. Austin Reeves was incredible. Just take whenever the Lakers are in like a, like a big game need to win, just take Austin Reeves, everything like he just, he just plays up and LeBron just had his team play up. And obviously LeBron himself played phenomenal, but it just kind of felt that way, right? You had that feeling going in that like this just kind of meant a little more to the Lakers. Obviously I think the Pacers too, especially a lot of guys on that roster could have really taken that $500,000, but um. It just, it just kind of felt like LeBron wants to win this first legacy, and I thought it was great. I think we saw, you know, a couple things that I thought were really cool for the uh, NBA season, like, going forward. We saw the Pacers in, you know, must-win games against three very good opponents that you could very well see in, in the NBA playoffs if the Pacers do keep the pace they're up at right now and get there. They played the Celtics fantastically. They played the Bucs great. And then they played the Lakers tough, obviously. Like I said, you're not beating LeBron in a one-game elimination when his legacy's on the line there. It's just not happening. Um, but we saw that. You know, we we saw we saw Milwaukee, what Milwaukee can kind of do when they get going, where maybe, you know, Milwaukee, we were kind of worried about them with their slow start and maybe Dames regressed a little bit. Milwaukee's still going to be there. They're still going to have, probably have a deep playoff run. And we saw this Lakers team, which a lot of people were talking about. Was it a fluke last year at the end of the year? Can they carry that into this year? And I'll tell you what, guys, like it's hard for me to say that this Lakers team, if they stay healthy, can't make a run in the West again. I, I think they've built a great team around Braun, and I don't know what, what he's doing, what type of modern medicine, fountain of youth, whatever it is, but when you need somebody to step up, man, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. Like, you need a guy to just step up. It, it does not matter with LeBron James. It, it just – he steps up and so i was i, think, I was impressed. i think lebron was probably taj gibson's uh taj gibson's motiv motivation to get back into the i guess dude i i guess so i mean it and i i will say because I, I i grew up as kind of a lebron hater mainly for the fan base where i was just like i can't stand these fans as a basketball fan, you just have to appreciate what he's doing especially at his yeah. age it's just crazy to me yeah i think he hit what four threes in the uh the the Pelicans game, I think it was four or four from downtown. I mean, he just ones, yeah. made it look so easy. They're blowing out the Pelicans in the second half. And then, wow. like, in the Pacers game, I just – Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's the just Pelicans, so The Pelicans just wanted that free trip to Vegas, bro. They just – they were like, we'll take this weekend. We'll be chilling. We'll be good. Any no problems here. Like, that, that was an interesting performance from the Pelicans. But, yeah, I mean – it was it was impressive to see since it's still impressive to see what LeBron's doing this year. I've I've seen enough of the Austin Reeves LeBron memes too that to go to what you're saying too. Where if it's Reeves in a big game, like he's gonna come he through. Just for steps up every time. Are you guys are you guys with the December banner hanging for the in season tournament? And this is a, a dig at Lakers. I'm honestly don't I don't know where I stand on. I'm just I'm curious, and I'd be asking this question if uh. If anyone had won the in-season tournament, so this is not a bash on the Lakers, but where do you guys where do you guys I, land with this? I will say this: it's the first one, so I'll give a little more leadway there. It's the first yes. one ever. If we start getting to like you know six years into the in-season tournament, and we have a team that's like eight and ten on the year, but all their wins happen to be the in-season tournament games, and they win, and they want to raise a banner, then we'll then we'll have other questions. Also, too, though, I mean. 
he thought LeBron wasn't raising a banner for if his team was if the Lakers were gonna win. You thought LeBron wasn't gonna make a big deal out of that? Come on now, come on. We know we know LeBron better than that. I think every team should raise the banners. You you won something, raise that banner. That's yeah. where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. And it did feel like it meant a little more to the players, right? It it did feel like you had that playoff feeling when you watched the games. I don't know how you guys felt, but it felt like I was watching a playoff game when yeah. I watched those in-season tournament single elimination games. So it, it did like my whole thing, like where I was a little shaky on the in-season tournament was like, are the players going to really care? And I think we saw as the games kind of went on and then the single elimination games, these players very well cared. Like if you just would have, had someone blind watch one of these games, you didn't tell them the date, you just watched them, showed them the game, they, they would have guessed it would have been a playoff game. Without a doubt. 100%. Um, so, yeah, it was a great, great in-season tournament. Uh, we got a couple more news and notes before we get into the big stories of the of the of the week, which unfortunately has nothing to do with the court, so I'm glad we're getting through the basketball uh, on the court. I mean, because I'm glad we're getting through the basketball talk early because we have some off the court, of course, all sorts of off the court Always. stuff, or just non basketball related stuff to go through. Uh, the Suns' big three are finally uh, playing together tonight. We have we, have we checked to see it's not a last yeah, minute scratch. I know, I've heard this story five times already. With the late game in Phoenix, we'll see. Maybe Bradley Beal is the late scratch. I mean, we shouldn't get a, Bro, ahead of ourselves here. I've seen this story too many times, Micah. <laughs> my question about this is I, I have, I've had a theory about the way teams were going to go about the early season since the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. that they were going to use these injuries to kind of mm -hmm. use it as rest and take the first 20 games to just use it as an extended preseason and then kind of roll into form. Do we feel like that's just what the Suns have been doing and now we're getting there? They want to be full throttle on Christmas Day, so everybody's going to come out and come out swinging for a couple weeks and then they can actually have their big showing on Christmas and then get full go-ahead. Because it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, the Beal injury, who knows how bad he was hurt and everything like that. Beal's been hurt the last couple years, like on and off with some small things, but it seems like every time one of them was going to come back, the other guy wasn't. And, uh, it's just been... It seems like it's been an extended preseason for the Suns more than anything else. I don't know. That's just my conspiracy hat on. Yeah, no, I I don't hate that take because I I feel I feel you there where it feels like every time that like one of them starting to get in a groove, get going, it's like yeah, the other one's just gonna be hurt for a couple games, and it's just one of those things <laughs> where it's like you you come back and look and you're you, and you're like he doesn't look like he's coming off an injury. He doesn't look like he he's been hurt for a stretch of games. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I I could see why they're doing it, but also if you're the Suns too, wouldn't you want to have the three play together a little bit to just see how that works? I mean, we're we're already a, more than a quarter into the season. We're, we're twenty plus games into the season. Wouldn't you want to see that already? I I, I don't know. And like I said, do I do I even trust that the big three is going to play tonight? We'll see. We'll see. At right, nine fifty five, out Kevin Durant out for the game. Oh, okay, cool. Like that's just how it feels with like Suns games. It's just like. We expect the big three. They're like, the big three's going to play tonight, and then one of them sits out. So we'll see. I'd love to see him play. I, I'd love to see how it works. The league is hilarious putting uh, Durant against the Warriors and Nets back-to-back nights right <laughs> after the season tournament, too. 
<laughs> that's, that's actually very true. <laughs> They're like, how do we keep these ratings up for the end of this in-season tournament? Let's mm-hmm. put Katie against the the Nets and the Warriors back to back night. See how it goes. <laughs> um, and and even last night's Lakers Mavs game was a, was a a big game. I think it was a great game all the way through. Um, so yeah, exciting times in the league on the court. Let's get some off the court stuff going because it's been a crazy week. Uh, Zion Williamson has been the story of the week. Uh, last night, he had a, a wonderful performance. He had 36 points uh, in, in last night's game. He was awesome. Yep. Or was it two nights two ago? Nights, last night, night, whatever yeah, it was. Nights yeah. Two nights ago, responding to the criticism uh, that basically there was a story that came out about Zion that said that he had, just hasn't been in shape. He's been... He hasn't been conditioning like the the Pelicans thought he would, not holding up his end of the bargain. And Stephen A doubled down on that, saying that chefs in the city all know Zion, see him all the time. They said that he would eat the table. Eat the like, table is an outrageous the, thing to say. Eat the table. A great point about this I heard from the – I saw a clip from the Lockdown Pelicans podcast. Is there's no chef that wants Zion to come to his restaurant in the in, in, that is going to – Leap to Stephen A. Smith that Zion is in there right. like, eating like right. this and everything. Why is he going to go out and eat? And he still might not now at this point, for all we know. But the the talk kind of got crazy. But then Zion answers it with 36 points. But he obviously had had a rough game on Thursday. And yeah, this has been a criticism of him basically his whole career at JVC. He'll eat the table. Eat Maybe the table. he will. He doesn't look yeah, like yeah. He, we, The thing is, in, it's been a it's been like two years running now. We're in the off season. Loading right into the season, Zion looks like he's in great shape. Looks kind of looks more fit and everything else. And you see him right now; he doesn't he doesn't look like he's in peak shape basketball wise. No. This might just be who he is, though. Like that's what it comes down to. Is it might like it might just be really hard for him. Like some guys, just like they get big during the season. He can't work out all the time. They're they're on the road half the time. It's not like these guys are lifting, doing conditioning, everything like that. I just think it's. If there is an issue and they're leaking that about Zion, that's an issue with the organization with, with one thing. And there's that's my biggest thing with the Pel- why should we take the Pelicans word to be trustworthy? Like yeah. this has been a horribly run organization for a long time now. Um yeah. but clearly the infrastructure hasn't been there to support him and they haven't gotten to him somehow. So I don't know, like I blame you can blame Zion if this is true and he's not taking conditioning and keeping himself in shape seriously enough. But also, at some point, you got to look at this organization who has had major issues for years and years and years and put some blame on them for not insulating this superstar with a better setup to stay in shape, to be as effective as he can be. Or maybe they shouldn't have signed him to a mega deal because what is his incentive at this point? If he does not care about just winning, which we know a lot of players in the league don't just care about winning. They want to get their second contract and everything else. They gave Zion the money, and he was hurt when he got the money, too. So it's it's a kind of a catch twenty two for me. What is your kind of uh, view of the situation, though? I mean, like like I said, I think with Zion too, um, I almost unfair expectations for him. Right? We talk about when Zion came out of college, was number one overall pick. This guy had as much hype as anyone. It was supposed to be a generational talent, and then the first you know couple games he plays for the Pels, everyone's watching. The ratings are through the roof. I was like, Zion's going to take over this league. And next thing you know, Jake, we see the injuries. 
then we see all the talk about, oh, he's out of shape. He can't play. Well, he should he should be able to play by now, but he can't play. Is it because he's not in shape? Is it because he's actually hurt? And all the speculations, all the rumors, you know, circulate around Zion. And it's one of those things where now it is if he's struggling in these big spots because not everyone's watching the Pelicans every night now, right? Not all the lights are on Zion. A little bit of the hype has gone to other players after like the, the hype of Zion kind of wore off a little bit from his own draft class. It went to John ja Morant in a couple of years. And then obviously Ja had his own things, but now you have the hype around Wemby. You got hype around Chet. You have these other players in the Western conference, younger players that are playing out of their minds, SGA, Luca, etc. But it's, it's not everyone's watching Zion every single game now. And he's just kind of almost became like an afterthought a little bit in the Pelicans besides like with the media trying to say, you know, just this guy, why isn't this guy a superstar? Like, is it because he's out of shape? Is it because he doesn't care? He's not worth the money. He wasn't worth the hype. I'll be honest with you, Mike, the easiest way to shut him up is just to play well. And if we look in the end season tournament, Zion was the opposite of playing well. He struggled against the Kings. He struggled against the Lakers mightily in both those games. Brandon Ingram had to carry him in the Kings. And then the Lakers game, we know how that went. The Lakers blew him out of the water. But it's one of those things. Though That's when everyone was watching. That's when the light was on Zion. So, of course, all this stuff's going to come out after that. Do you think anyone really cared? He scored 36 against the Timberwolves besides basketball fans that watch him every day or Pelicans fans? No, not really. They want to see Zion do it, you know, on a big stage in important games. And, you know, Stephen A's, you know, one of those guys just loves to run his mouth. And a lot of them do. And it's it's very easy to be like, hey, you know, Zion is has been bad. He's been a disappointment. He's out of shape. He does not care. But it but at the end of the day, guys, like, is it really crazy to be like maybe like we had a, a few unfair expectations for Zion? Maybe thinking that he was going to become a generational star, that he was going to take over this game like people thought, like his athleticism of what he could do. Maybe that's a little unfair. Maybe he is one of those kind of like B-tier type stars where he's going to put – he's still putting up fine numbers, 23 points, six rebounds, five assists. Like he's still putting up solid numbers. Like if, if, if he didn't have the name associated with him, Zion Williamson – You'd look at that and be like, he's a solid, you know, 1A, 1B type player with Brandon Ingram. But our expectations are like, he has to be much better than that. Maybe that's not the case. And the other thing, too, is I, I have always kind of questioned his work ethic a little bit. But if you don't have that hyper type of work ethic and you're, you know, a star, people are still going to judge you because they're like, he can get to that next level. Maybe Zion doesn't want to get to that next level. Like you said, he got paid. I think I think he enjoys it, enjoys it right now of his spot in New Orleans. Seems like he gets along well with Brandon Ingram, and it's like one of those things. Like, hey, if the guy wants to eat, let the guy eat. Maybe maybe we can't have expectations that he's going to be a top five player in the world and he was going to carry this Pelicans team. I think sometimes we set unfair expectations on players, and when they don't get to it, everyone wants to find something to blame. Maybe we're the ones to blame where the expectations were just too high for this kid coming in and people didn't realize, you know, some of the red flags of the work ethic of the, you know, he was out of shape at Duke too. Let's, let's, let's not pretend that this guy yeah. was, you know, jacked at Duke and he was playing every game and he was the most in shape athlete on the court. Like mm -hmm. maybe just the expectations were just a little unfair for him. And he's, he's a, still a great basketball player. He's widely talented. He's a star. But maybe he doesn't have, you know, what it takes to be to become that next level of a superstar. I think that's a great point. And expectations have been crazy for Zion mm -hmm. since high school, since the highlights. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah. We all we all watched the high we all watched the highlight clips of him 
dominating high schoolers and everything else. And also, I, I think that he went to the wrong situation. There's so many players in the league that have been ruined by going to the wrong situation, and he True. was asked to be the savior of the Pelicans. And this Pelicans organization has not proven that they can build a consistent winner. They're probably the worst organization in basketball besides the Hornets. Like they like consistently over the last twenty Best years. What? <clears throat> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I had to hey, call. That's to, my bad. Hey, if there's somebody who takes joy in the Pistons right now, it's Jake Mike. That's for sure. But uh, <laughs> it's it's it was a tough situation. Like if he ends up, I, I can't say Memphis because we saw how that is. Like maybe the draft was a curse. <laughs> maybe that's all it was more than anything. True. But it, it, it's, I feel like it's a situation, but also all the red flags that you said, like they were all there. And Zion yeah. looks exact, like he maybe a little bigger than he was, but he was not in shape at Duke. He would got, he had like hamstring injury and different nagging things while he was at Duke. There was it work was, ethic questions coming into the draft yeah. too. Like, yeah, they were all there, but, but we had these expectations. He always could be next LeBron. Maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit of our fault too. Yeah. I, so apologize for the connections issues. I know you guys haven't heard my voice in a few, but um, <laughs> I'm back in now. Hopefully it's working. No, but Zion, I thought handled himself super well in the press conference too. I don't know. I do too. Like, I know Steve, you touched on it. Like Stephen A was kind of talking out of pocket about him and for him to go in there and kind of say those things. I thought, I thought that was big of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's always my fault. Yeah, it is your fault, Steve. You hyped him up way too much. Yeah, you got him yeah. going. <laughs> no, but I think I think I think Dunny, you're right. Where it's just like you know, and, and it, you got to give Zion a little bit of credit too, right? He's not. It's not like he's playing bad. Not playing like he's super superstar. Yeah. He's still a solid solid player, and it's got to be frustrating. Where every single press conference, you have people asking you, "Oh, did you hear what so and so said about you? Did you hear what this person said about you? What are your thoughts on that?" I, if I if I'm a pro, I'm getting pissed at that. It's like, dude, just just watch me on the basketball court. You want to find someone else who's going to average twenty three, five, and six? Then go ahead, find someone. Because you know what, I I think I'm doing all right right now, and it's just. He, I think Dunny's right. He did handle the the press conferences, you know, fine. And I, I think you got to give him credit at least some point there because that's got to get so frustrating because that you got to think that's all he hears. That's the only thing in his mentions. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing he hears. That's the only thing the media wants to talk about when it comes to Zion. And it's like, you know what? Maybe we should just treat him a little differently than what the uh, previous expectations were. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's got to be frustrating for the guy. Like, I feel for him. To a certain extent, because the he's had the the microscope on him forever, and, it's, and it's, yeah, you're he not hasn't been supported properly. So I think there's a lot of issues. Um, all right, we got to get into the the big stories from last night, and then uh, then we'll hop out of here. Two ejections were the story of the NBA last night <laughs> for much different reasons, yeah. for basically opposite reasons. Nikola Jokic ejected. Yeah. For what was essentially, I don't know what he did. I, we, we saw Jalen Brown get ejected last week for what seemed to be like one of the softest ejections we've ever seen. This, this might have been, been the softest. Right away. I watched that clip like six times and could not figure out for the life of me what had happened. I, I mean, I obviously, right, that you watch the play. He thinks he gets fouled going under the basket, like trying to put in a layup or whatever, thinks he gets fouled. And he's running back. And he turns, says something something to the ref, and keeps on running. And then all of a sudden you're tossed. Like, 
I don't, I don't understand Jake where where an ejection comes from that. You want to you want to tee him up. He goes in his press in his post game press conference too. He talks about he keeps repeating the, the phrase. It is what it is. Jokic said, admitted he said a word that probably shouldn't be said. He also said, I said a word that a lot of guys say and they don't get ejected for it. And it just it felt like one of those where it's like, what, did the ref feel like he was bigger than the game where I'm just going to toss out this superstar, like let him know he can't say that to me because, buddy, you're not that bigger than Nikola Jokic. He's a two-time MVP. And also, do you realize what league you are in? Do you realize what league you are refing in? I can go back to any game of the past week of any of the superstars and when they don't get a call and see them barking at the ref a longer than Jokic did. Well, I mean, we saw it last night in the Lakers-Mavs game, both LeBron and Luka. There was one play where Luka thought he got fouled under the basket, and he starts barking at the ref. The Mavs still have the ball. They got an offensive rebound. They're playing four on five because Luka's staring at the ref and barking at him. You've seen LeBron. I mean, we've watched LeBron long enough. Micah, right? He goes in. He drives. He thinks he gets fouled. Next thing you know, the team's going back on the court. LeBron is walking, talking to the ref the whole time. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get it. Those superstars, they should have, you know, a little bit of that, you know, privilege where they're able to do LeBron that. LeBron won a game by, by his, yeah. with his relationship with the ref last week. So, so it's like, what, what happened with Jokic here? Like, I, I don't understand. He did nothing that I thought was different than any other superstar when they don't get a call. And the biggest thing, I think he did a little bit less where he was still kind of running back. It was just a turn and, you know, said a few words. Now, I don't know the exact words he said. Jokic said he said a word that, you know, you probably shouldn't say, but he goes, guys use it, use it all the time. Who knows? You use your imagination to figure out what he said. But regardless – that is not an ejection. You want to tee him up, I guess. But like we've seen a lot of guys bark at refs and not get teed up for a lot less. But an ejection is just so outrageous. And also, too, I gotta like like I feel I feel bad for all all the you know Nuggets fans who went to the Chicago Bulls game, you know, or anyone who was in attendance at that game. Jamal Murray's out for the game. And then Nicole Jokic gets tossed. I mean, you, you got to feel bad. It, it, it wasn't right. I, I don't understand how they can justify that he should have been tossed for what he did. Superstars, we're, we're talking about the NBA. Superstars complain when they don't get calls. It's been happening since I started watching the NBA. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'll just say gambling is legal in Illinois. That's the only thing that I can. That's the well, only wait. thing I can. Talk oh, he wasn't. He wasn't even a threat for like what? You think the ref <laughs> bet on the Jokic unders? He had four points, like nine rebounds, and six assists. What's he gonna if do? That, so, if that's what it was, JVC, that no shot that you should get ejected. Yeah, these the, refs are. These refs are going crazy. Then. Yeah, JBC, if, if that's the case, like we hear that, like you hear a guy get mic'd up in, in an NBA game, you hear that all the time. Like, yeah. I mean. I, I just can't believe it. And to do it to a, like a guy like Jokic too, like who is a super superstar. It's just it just felt like a spot where the ref thought he was bigger than the game. It's like, what are you doing? Like, call call the game. You want to tee him up? Fine, that's one thing. To toss him for that, buddy. Yeah, here's the meme again. I did the last show. You're not that guy, pal. He's just you're just not. It is wild. It is wild. But what's more wild? God. <laughs> Should he be done? Should they just get rid of Draymond? Just get him out of here because this is crazy. I I, I checked. I was literally about to go to bed, Steve. I'm I'm like 
tucking myself into bed. I was not even watching the game, and I saw your text, and, I, and you said, OMG, Draymond. And I was like, oh, no. What could he have done? And it was the last thing I could have expected. Like, how is he? Like, he karate chopped him. What are we doing? His explanation after was, I didn't intend to do it. I tried to draw fouls with my arms, and I just swung, and I hit him. I don't – I've never – out of that all the years just of basketball swing. I've watched, have you ever seen anybody do that? That's the thing is, like, I've never seen anybody selling a call just end up clubbing somebody on the side of the head. I mean, he bashed him, and it's it's he one of those things, him. Micah, where I want to try to defend Draymond. Right? I, I want to try to defend this guy. I, I I think when he's on the court, he is a very good basketball player. I I think he's. He's a he's a very good defender. He's a good playmaker. He does things what you need. I don't think the Warriors are you know the type of dynasty they are without Draymond. But how long can we defend the guy at this point? I like you talked about it with the whole Rudy Gobert choking out Rudy Gobert. You were like, I thought it was going to be a couple game suspension. You're like, no, they're going to probably give it five because it's Draymond and this keeps happening. How many we think this is? He's definitely going to get suspended at least five for it, right? You can't. They're, I think it was worse than the Rudy Gobert because then he's trying to defend. He's like making a basketball play. Oh, I'm moving my arms flat. Dude, you just karate chopped. Americans <laughs> right across the face. What are we doing? Like, I, I, we're playing basketball here, Draymond. What, like, what was he trying to sell? Like, what do you mean you were turning around and swinging and trying to sell a call to him? So like, what? I'm trying, I'm trying that he's to holding watch you? It. Yeah, that's what, like, I've tried to watch it and just, like, Really objectively be like, okay, what would Draymond actually be trying to accomplish here? And I just don't understand. But, and the and thing is, you can't give this man the benefit of the doubt at no, all. He deserves no, he the opposite of the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and the thing is, like, if you're going to try to sell a call, you shouldn't be the one who punches the guy in the face and he's on the ground. And like, you're not getting that. You're not getting that call. It's just one of those things. Like I said, I'm watching the Warriors game last night. And I kind of didn't see it in, in the moment. I just see, like, in pain, and then all of a sudden they're stopping, they're reviewing. I'm like, what are they reviewing? I watched the replay. I just – I literally see Draymond's arm come across. Like, he's punching him in the face. i like, I got to text Micah. I got to let him know. Draymond's Draymond's at it again, man. I, yeah, I know you're probably in bed. It's always it's always the late game when the Warriors oh, play. Late and, and, and I agree. Like, I, th I think history, too. I think the history for Draymond, I know a lot of people in the chat are saying it, I think it's going to hurt him where it's probably going to be a longer suspension. I don't think it'll be a year. I really don't. I don't think they're going to kick Draymond out of the league. But it's going to be one of those things where eventually you got to put down the hammer on this because clearly these few game suspensions, he's not learning his lesson. And, you know, you have that, you know, you don't want to have that reputation as a dirty player. And I really don't think he's a dirty player trying to hurt players. I just think sometimes he plays in a way where lets the emotions get the best of him, or it is just like he plays physical where he thinks he's playing a full contact sport. Sometimes I don't think he's a dirty player. Like I'm trying to hurt this player type of deal, but I think sometimes he forgets that basketball isn't a full contact sport. Bomani Jones, I was listening to him earlier uh, during his live show and the comment, the, the person they made is there's always that, there's that one guy, you know, that just has no impulse control in his yes. life like that like we have like you and i have this little trigger in our brain where mm -hmm. if you want to like somebody you know bumps into you on the street or something for a second you're like oh man then you're like okay i'm now whatever Draymond has zero of that there's no right. impulse control whatever and so he might be 
But the the thing is, I don't agree with that. Is is that he tries to justify? It. He always feels like he can always. justify. Always, like he's the vic- he tries to play the victim. You're not the <laughs> victim he, here. The condescending way he's like, I always apologize for something I or I would never apologize for something that I meant to do. I didn't mean to do this. Like you, like you didn't, you didn't need to stand up and be a tough guy at the beginning of that statement. Just say right. you're sorry. Yeah. And so that's like, how do we feel? Like you can't feel any sympathy for him in these moments. And I. I looked at Steph right away. <laughs> Every time I keep watching that highlight, I just have to stare and like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why Steph. are we doing this again? You um, want to speak about the downfall of the Warriors real quick, because I know we're talking about Draymond, but did you see at the end of last game, they needed a three? Wiggins and Clay were on the bench. Wiggins and Clay yeah. were on the bench. It is, it's not good for the Warriors right now. Steph is he's just staring up into the ceiling. It feels like every night, like what's gonna happen? Like, I need I need yeah, some her, type of help. I don't know what Steve Kerr's doing there. Finally pulled the plug on, on those guys and put the young guys out. And that's the thing is Draymond I, is the yeah. only guy who's playing well with Steph. I know like he's the only and starter doing right. things. You can't play well out on the court though. <laughs> um, so the only precedent I think, the only instance I can think of. And I'll I'll take credit from Get Up. They were talking from this, uh, not take credit, give credit to Give Up, Get Up. They were talking about it earlier this morning um, when Ron Artest elbowed James Harden mm-hmm. and got he got seven games for that though, and that's Ron Artest who had started the biggest melee in NBA history. True, he got seven games after that elbow to the head of James Harden. So he got five already. Maybe it's ten. I think it might be ten. I I think that's a fair. Yeah. Fair length because it happened. What we're, we're within a month or after a little over a month, right? He's been ejected three back. times in a month. That's insane. It's crazy. That's insane, man. Like it, and, and like I said, like, I don't think he's a dirty player. I don't think he's a guy a lot of guys hate. I think he is kind of well liked by his teammates and players around the league. I really do. But yeah, you got to lay down the hammer at some point, and you can't keep allowing this. It's just. Oh, wait, wait, what are you gonna do? I mean, but I'll tell you what, he gets he gets suspended for 10 games. Warriors are in big trouble. I I know they're already kind of in they're trouble, in but they're trouble. in big trouble. Well, we did you you said you didn't want to give yourself credit about the Lakers. We can give ourselves credit about all of Warriors. I'll give and, myself credit ooh. about both. Yeah. I'll give myself credit <laughs> about both, man. <laughs> I'm fine taking the credit for both of them. But yeah, I know we 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 thought this was kind of gonna be the year. Maybe we didn't think it would be as quickly this season, but it, it looks bad, man. It looks really bad. And like you said, I, I'll take your word for the suspension. You were right about the five games on the Rudy Gobert play. I I, I don't think it's crazy to see 10 games here. It might be the only answer, Julie. Uh, it might be the only answer. Get him, get him nice and happy. Get him into his zen mode, right? Yeah, let Trayvon go to his happy place. <laughs> All right, so before we get out of here, Thank you to a great thank you to our sponsor and our new partner, Wind Streaks. I've got the app up right here. If you can, see you got it. You got to can't really see it. Kind of see it. So you make your picks, and so it gives you Wind Streaks points. So the Pelicans, if you out of a hundred, so the Pelicans and Wizards playing tonight. Obviously, we know the Wizards not doing too hot this year. So you get seventy three points added to your streak if the Wizards win. You only get twenty seven if the Pelicans win. Like, same deal with the Sixers. Sixers, 12 win streaks points if they win against the Wizards to the 88. So you, you get some nice value if you if you take the underdog and want to and make that jump. Right now, the current leader is at 539. 
Not me either. I'm at 229. So download that Win Streaks app with our new sponsors. 100% free to play. You make five up to five picks per day. So if you don't want to risk all your points and take some L's, you don't have to. If you're just confident in one thing. 100 players win cash prizes every week, up to $2,000. Contests run every week, Monday to Sunday. So you get Monday to start of your week. If you're not doing well during the week, you're just, you know, we've all been there making our picks for games. Sometimes the weeks just don't hit. You get a reset every week. There's no deposits ever. It's 100% free to pay always. Refer your friends and you win an additional 50% of what they win. And if you use our code, Happy Hour Hoops. It's a hard code to remember. H H. Yeah, H H H. Just three letters. Right now, you're entered to win a fifty dollar game time gift card. And so, if you use the promo code, we can see your name in the app. We'll be able to do it. And for this contest, if you want to win this, if you want to win this card, download Win Streaks using the promo code H H H. Follow us at Happy Hour Hoops One on Twitter and on or on Instagram. And same thing with Winstreaks app on Twitter or on Instagram. We'll be posting this as its own thing uh, the whole rest of this week. So this won't be the last time you see this giveaway. So you have an opportunity. We'll be picking the winner. I'm spinning the wheel next week on the video of the show. I can't wait. We're spinning the wheel. We're doing it live. There's no collusion. I sent it. We sent it to friends and family and stuff. We're not picking them. There's going to be no. This will be completely fair. We're all at the mercy of the wheel. All, all at the mercy of the wheel. We'll Wheel see what happens. Best, man. Wheel knows Go best. down to the win streaks. Free pick, free picks every night. We all know you love picking games and, and being able to brag over about your friends about your picks. Like this is the perfect way to do it. It's a blast. You get five picks a night. Go out there and do it. Do it like Gooley says for free. For free, but exactly. Come, come in, in the comments and roast me when, like when you beat me for the week. Yeah, when you, when you beat me for the week, come in and roast me. I know we got a lot of people in the comments right now. Scott Diamond win streaks. Use H H H. Go beat Steve, and then come in, in the comments and roast me next week. That's all you got to do. And I'll tell you what, you know what? I'll, just because, just because I love the people, just because I love the people, Jake. I love the people that are gonna download this app and they're gonna use the promo code H H H on the win streaks app. I'm gonna tell you right now, Pacers 72 win streaks points against the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't mm. care. It's on the road. That's a biased Steve play right there. I'll take this. I'll, I'll I'll risk it. I'll risk it for the biscuits. 72 points for the Pacers. 8 p.m. You know I'm locking in and watching that game anyways. So there you go. And you know what? Maybe we got college basketball. Maybe I'll have some college basketball picks going going down the line. Because you know. I got two picks for you. Oh, he's got one up me. He's got one up me with the two picks. What we got? I got two. LeBron and Anthony Davis are questionable tonight against the Spurs. Oh, you got some There's 63 points right now. I'm just saying. Wemby, they got two games back to back. I'm guessing LeBron is saving that for the uh saving it for the national game on Friday night. So get that Spurs win in there. And then the Buffalo Sabres on the road. Ooh, Sabres after dark. Yeah, Sabres after dark in Colorado. They beat Colorado already this year. I think 65 win streaks points. Okay. I'm going to go with these Winnipeg Jets, too. You said you had a nice, nice Jets win. I had, I had shark, sharks over the Jets. Shark, oh, I had oh, sharks over the, the Jets back. last night. The back for the Jets, though. Against the, the, against the, the hottest team. goalie in hockey right now, Cam Talbot. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying. It's out there. Um, yeah, so go get out there. Get your picks in. We'll keep posting this. We're going to keep working with our great sponsor here. The app is so much fun. 
uh, and have a good one, folks. Thank you for joining, and uh, we'll be back next week. Appreciate you guys.